So hey everybody, I know it has been a very long time, a very long time indeed, (laughs) since there has been a new episode of the Spiritual Gangsta Certified Podcast put up. This is your host, Illy Vish. This is going to be the last audio only episode. We are now transitioning into doing the audio portion as normal on all the platforms that one would usually have reached the podcast, but now we'll be having video so that will move over to the YouTube channel and on Facebook some of that content will be available as well as exclusive content um, that's available on spiritualgangstercertified.com so I hope everybody has been okay I know this has been an unprecedented year and you know there's like these buzzwords that people are using that drive me crazy and that's one of them and I just used it been an unprecedented year in these times of uncertainty like it's really nothing to make fun of but the reason why I'm laughing is because like I literally feel like those terms have been used to death and I've noticed sorry my phone just wants to keep going off so I'm gonna turn that off so we don't have incessant beeping I'm recording in my phone because I'm doing this on the fly um by the way Today is October 5th. It's around 6.30 p.m. Eastern. And it just touched on me that there was a lot that I wanted to talk about. Um, Some of it will be expounded upon later um, in the segments that we're working on that will both be video and audio. However, the world is definitely in one interesting space right now, guys. The world is definitely in an interesting space. See, there were a lot of different things that were going on astrologically that I had been looking at before we really got dug into 2020. And by my birthday, which is March 10th, that was the last like quasi normal day I had in 2020. And then after that, I was in the house just constantly. I mean. I'm already a person that conducts a lot of business from home, so it really doesn't bother me to be home. I do like to get out and do stuff, though, but just watching all of us respond to and react to what was going on around us surrounding COVID, surrounding restrictions, surrounding not really um, being able to even feel comfortable because something was always happening this year. I mean, if we think about it, something's always happening, but on a collective scale, the impact this year has had, we just never seen anything like this. So, you know, thinking about that and then thinking about the astrology of some things, I know on the last episode, if I'm not mistaken, um, in my chat with the Renaissance Mystic, we have mentioned Pluto, Pluto in Capricorn going retrograde and what was going to happen we were she coined this term like it was going to be little energetic Freudian slips 
and you know we brewed ourselves some Pluto tea, but we we didn't even get out of the first week of Pluto going retrograde because the Pluto tea was designed to be sipped every time we saw something that kind of resembled Pluto retrograde behavior. Um, the way that I had described it was this transformational energy. Pluto can be destructive, but it can be destructive for the right reasons, but it can still be destructive. Things have to come down. In Capricorn, that structures, rules, government, all types of different things are associated. You can look up some of these keywords um, in something that I can release to you guys, another workbook that I've created. But essentially... It would be as if you had a glass that was already a little bit more than half full of water. And even if I slowly just, just dropped a half a drop of water in there every now and again, if I just kept it going, eventually, if I didn't stop putting water inside of it, it would overflow. The nature of retrogrades seems to operate in a similar way. And since we're talking about one, I mean, there's plenty to talk about. Because <laughs> Saturn just came direct too. We can talk about that too. But um, Pluto retrograde. How in the world when, I mean, if we're looking at, you know, the as above, so below concept associated with astrology and with, and with just life. <laughs> the hermetic principle but when we look at that if we can see patterns through the study of astrology through different time periods you know while certain transit transits excuse me were occurring we're always able to recognize always able to recognize like some similarities when certain things are going on so when planets um, are in retrograde motion instead of and it's written like this a lot i'm sure you guys have seen it instead of the energy of the planet flowing in its natural expression it's now kind of pushed back into itself so they would say it's mirroring down here with each of us as that energy being pushed back into us the transformative energy of pluto pluto that rules scorpio pluto that is hades See, it ruling Scorpio energy and it being in Capricorn <clears throat> is a very interesting thing and I'm going to explain why. But you got Pluto, which is basically Hades, and then Capricorn, it's the devil card, Saturn. The, the devil in hell, the devil playing around in hell. Now, of course, I say these things almost in a figurative sense, but... What does the devil playing in hell look like in general? That's just when it's Pluto in Capricorn. What does that look like for you? Like I can honestly pull my birth chart and tell you guys, Pluto, when it went into Capricorn in 2008, that was the year that things changed a lot for me. I was in my Saturn return. And Pluto started transiting my third house. And it was on my moon immediately when it went into Capricorn. I have a three degree Capricorn moon. 
by the time it got to 13 degrees and two minutes of Capricorn, it was entering my fourth house. Since Pluto has been in my fourth house, like these are the different ways you can see how planetary transits are going to manifest in your life, especially depending on what's going on. The amount of times I've moved, and I've said this before, has been ungodly. Pluto is just like, don't get settled, oh, we break the structure, ah, oh, next, phoenix rise, go to the next place, it's, I swear. But when we're talking about Pluto and the transformative power that we can gain from it if we use it, and granted, we can use it positively, or we could use it negatively. It's up to us. We don't blame things on the planets. That ain't how it goes. The planets compel. We get a mirror of what's occurring astrologically here, but we still have free will. So how we utilize the energies we're given, it would be similar to me saying, if you look on Chopped, they're given a basket of ingredients. I don't care what kind of restaurant that person has, what their specialty is, how good their food is. The judges aren't going to their restaurants and eating and judging them on what they make at their restaurants. No, they're having to use the contents of that basket. And using the contents of that basket, well, you're judging on that. So that's kind of what the time frames are like when, well, transits are always occurring. <laughs> oh, something's always going on. But specific to us speaking about Pluto, it being in the sign of Capricorn and then it going retrograde, this inner transformation seems to occur for a lot of people regarding their own boundaries and rules and structures that they had for themselves. You know, for me, going through my fourth house means that, you know, it was also allowing for transformation within my family and my relationships with my mother and um, women. So those things too. So when you guys hear me tell you to check your chart, see where something is going on. That's to see what area of life you're impacted highly by this energy. But then because of aspects that Pluto may be making to other places in your chart, there's other places you'll feel it too. But it at least gives you a starting point, you know? So anyway, Pluto retrograde, that transformative excuse me, transformative energy push within. What transformation have you been feeling? What's your internal revolution? Because a revolution isn't going to happen unless something falls. Something gets destroyed. There's something to take down and make something different. When we go down into Hades, what happens? You know, when you look up Greek myths and, and such, what is that process? How does that correlate to our lives? What we begin to see, if we pay attention, is that through these cycles, 
the inner transformation is what we get for the retrograde. And then when Pluto goes direct again, it's going, it's, well, it is now traveling over the same area at first that it retrograded over. So, you know, whatever it touched when it was retrograde, it's now moving over in forward motion. So you're going from seeing your transformation that was happening inside be manifested in the real world and Capricorn energy is very very connected to manifestation it makes things real why do people make deals with the devil they make deals with the devil because he can give them in the material world what they want that's the whole premise so Pluto and Capricorn is saying to you What had to be killed off or meet its end internally so that something new could be birthed from its place that is now going to be shown externally in the physical world? How is that energy going to come out of you? What came up for you? It's different for all of us, depending on what's going on. But when we were talking about those little energetic Freudian slips, the part about that that really sticks out is people were kind of telling on themselves and not really realizing it because that glass of water had too much water in it and it was now overflowing, but they were still, you know, maintaining the structure like nothing was going on. So if you've paid attention, you probably noticed this. Like, people's responses to you are often, if you really pay attention, oh my God, like, <sighs> people's reactions to you are rife with so much information if you see how they respond to you, especially if you're a person that is operating not from manipulation, just operating in pure energetic expression with integrity. Another key, because <clears throat> see, Saturn went retrograde <clears throat> in May, um, and I believe the retrograde for Pluto started in April. At the end of April, April 25th. Sorry, lots of activity outside. I do live in Philadelphia. But, um... There is... A level... Of... What we all can stand, like our limit. That we all have. And when we get full to the limit... Sometimes, you know, the pressure of it building to the limit has you fearing the limit even further. So, like, you're, a lot of us will be in, like, a constant state of fear or worry because of that. So that by the time things actually hit the limit, it's almost like you're pre-ready. <laughs> you're preheated like an oven. You're ready. 
So if things then start to overflow a little bit and you're just stuck there, you might not even notice. So when some of these energetic Freudian slips were happening, a lot of people were unaware that they were telling on themselves, you know, that this water is overflowing, even if it's slowly doing so. We add into that the fact that Mars went home to Aries and now is retrograde and is going to spend an inordinate amount of time retrograde. Six months in total? Well, six months in Aries, period, with the retrograde included. It's like... When you look at how Pluto and Mars are related anyway, Mars is the ancient ruler of Scorpio. Pluto is the modern ruler. So they both have that Scorpionic energy there too. But when we talk about the Aries expression, the cardinal fire expression of Mars, along with Pluto being in Capricorn and then Saturn being at home in Capricorn. See, Saturn went into Aquarius, went retrograde, went back into Capricorn, is now moving forward. Saturn in Aquarius feels different, but its revisit when it went retrograde back into Capricorn, it went back home. Now the thing about this is now it's moving back over issues and things we had already dealt with. And what Saturn and Capricorn really wants, because it's it's really in an expression that is like most natural since it's in its ruling place. And people were given the opportunity to do what Saturn wants us to do. And a lot of times people are scared of Saturn, they're scared of Pluto. These are malefic planets. You know? Ooh, there's a lot of like caution to be taken around them. And I'm not saying one shouldn't be and shouldn't have respect for the energies of Pluto and Saturn, because you most certainly should. But people attach fear to these things. There's nothing to be afraid of. Saturn in Capricorn was like, look, this is what you need to do. You got to work in integrity. You got to be a person that honors their word, doesn't move sideways or snakily. Because Saturn's going to give you what you put out. What you build on. Ooh, what is going on outside? There are police everywhere. But Saturn will will go, okay, let me see how you use what you're given or, or how you want to build that what you're saying you want to do. What do you want to put the hard work into doing? So the funny part about putting the hard work into doing something is that some of us may set up a plan to build a business or, or some sort of activity or whatever the case may be. We're going to put our energy into that. But if you're a person who didn't even make a plan, Saturn doesn't care that you didn't make a plan. Whatever you put work into is what he judged you on. Where did most of your energy go to make things manifest in this physical realm? Because that's where, that's where your work got done. So whatever we've put in, Saturn is now the devil and and granting one of our wishes. He going to put it back out. Now that he's direct, did we work in integrity? Whether the answer is yes or the answer is no, we are going to get back that which we put our work into. It, it is about realness, 
Mars being in Aries meant that people were more compelled, a little bit more impatient if they didn't use the energy correctly. Mars is great for you to stand up for yourself, especially in Aries, shit. But as it relates to control, power, and aggression in negative fashions, you know, that that accentuated those energies too. So we need to think about both sides of the coin. So it, it becomes an issue where you have to really tell yourself, you know, with the energies that have been at play, transformative, structures, aggression, and now we're in the shadow period already from Mercury going retrograde in Scorpio, and it's going to retrograde back into Libra. This year, all of the Mercury retrogrades were in water signs. Next year, they will all be in air signs. It'll, it, it'll be, they will feel markedly different. We went through the cardinal waters of Mercury retrograde in Cancer. The first one that started the year off was in the mutable water sign of Pisces. Now we're going to do fixed energy in the water sign of Scorpio. If people are not in a good place right now, it may be very, very hard for them to really deal with this energy. To say it's heavy is an understatement. To say it is heavy is definitely an understatement. We are at a point now where we have to be super aware, not only of our own triggers, but other people's triggers. And we have to exercise the sort of patience that one would say a saint has to have. You know, there, there's a lot of things that are being turned up with Mars retrograde in people. And this is another point I'm going to get to because the thing that comes up all the time is people like break the signs into groups and think, oh, well, you know, if I'm, if I'm a Libra, I'm a Libra sun. Anything anybody says about Libra energy only applies to Libra suns. I'm going to break people out of this terrible and detrimental habit. Not only because it doesn't help people understand shit better, but because it's annoying to astrologers. I don't care if you don't have any Libra placements. I don't care if you don't have any Aries placements and what I mean by placements is like a, you have a moon in Aries or Mercury in Libra whatever or your midheavens there or that you're rising your chart is the whole thing the entire 360 degree wheel yes you have planetary placements yes sometimes they're grouped together in a specific way in certain houses Sometimes you have empty houses. It doesn't mean they don't mean anything. Because when any planet transits a house in your chart of the energy of the sign that it's in, it's going to affect you and your energy. So thinking of your chart as some separate thing, uh, I need that to stop. I actually have some really good astrologer friends of mine 
who are contributing to a video on that because it is super annoying and it marginalizes the fuck out of astrology when it's thought of that way we're not saying there's only 12 kinds of people this shit gets complicated <laughs> and some people don't treat it as such complicated but for a good reason but um getting back into being patient it would behoove everyone to stop themselves before just exploding and reacting even if it's for a split second I don't care how long you can exercise patience over yourself just please exercise patience your shit's being churned up in some area of your life, right? Other people's shit is being churned up in other areas. Like for me right now, I love using my own chart, if I have to, as an example. Pulling up the current transits. So Mars is retrograding through my seventh house. I have Aries on the descendant opposite my Libra ascendant in house of one-to-one -one relationships. So can you imagine <laughs> what that's like for anyone that has that energy transiting through their seventh house? So even if you don't have any Aries place placements, wherever Aries is currently at 23 degrees and 36 minutes, it's going through your chart and therefore going through your energy. It's doing its thing. But all these people are like, well, I don't have any planets in Aries. Do you have planets in Libra? Capricorn? Do you have planets anywhere? Because it's going to aspect it in some way. That's a whole other story. We'll talk about that in the future. But, exercise your patience. Exercise your patience. Now, now that Saturn is direct... And Pluto is now direct in the sign of Capricorn. The manifestation of inner transformation is definitely going to be apparent. But also, you're just desserts. What did you ask the devil for while Saturn was retrograde? What did you say to him you wanted? What did you put your work in to? That's how you let him know what you want. Think about that, because it's coming back up. I felt compelled to pull out some cards. I'm gonna pull from three decks. And these are just cards for the collective. I will be doing cards and astro energy reads on upcoming broadcasts for signs specifically. And we are starting our Spiritual Gangsta Certified monthly clubs. If you want more specific information, there's different levels that you can join on to get specific and special content that is more relevant to your chart. So that, you know, these transits will be easier to navigate. Now... First card I'm pulling is from the Ask and It Is Given cards deck based on the Ask and It Is Given book by Esther and Jerry Hicks with the help of Abraham. 
that y'all gonna see when I'm on camera shuffling. I am terrible at this. I'm terrible at shuffling. I get it done though, somehow. So, cutting the deck. And the card that I pulled for the collective so that we should all be focusing on with all these energies. It says my emotional set points can be changed. And then it also says your set points are achieved by attention to a subject. Now I just I just said something that relates to set points. What was your set point while Mercury I'm sorry, while Saturn was retrograde and Pluto was retrograde? Now, this message from Abraham says, we want you to understand the extreme value in deliberately achieving your own set points. Because once you expect something, it will come. The details of it may play out differently, but the vibrational essence will always be an exact match. What was your vibrational essence? Since the end of March. First when Saturn went into Aquarius, and then later when it retrograded. And then when Pluto went retrograde. Then Mars coming into Aries. Us experiencing a lot of different energies right now that would be difficult on their own, but that are all happening simultaneously. So, that's the card that I got from that deck. Then I have the Work Your Light Oracle Cards by Rebecca Campbell. And I did want to say this too, to address something else that seems to be coming up a lot, as far as I can tell, when especially on social media in the spiritual community. Ain't no way you're gonna ever hear me say that working your light, shining your light, being your light is not a beautiful thing. But I am not with spiritual bypassing. We do not ignore the darkness. Especially now, because that's what's being turned up. Remember, the devil's in hell. Playing in hell. So, where we are now with this, is I want to pay attention to the lighter side of things, but want to remind people, yes, Pluto's a heavy energy. Saturn's a heavy energy. The seriousness is implied. So, cut this deck. And we get transformation. I'm going to take pictures of these cards and make sure that I post them. Transformation. Things are changing at a cellular level. I repeat, things are changing at a cellular level. This is deep healing. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Especially since I started this off speaking about transformational Pluto.
things are changing at a deep cellular level. Everything that was the way that it was at the beginning of the year, we're not going out of the year with things the same way on a deep transformational level. Again, this is different and specific for everybody in, in, in its own way. But what has occurred for you, I would say from March until now, the end of March until now, look to those things. If you've really been paying attention, which you'd be surprised how many of us do not, especially if you're caught up in some sort of grind in life, no matter what that grind is, that you stay so committed to that you don't slow down and pay attention to what's actually going on around you. You're just you're charging through every day, that sort of thing. But if you've actually been paying attention to what's been going on, if you've been looking around and feeling the things that have been coming out, paying attention to what's been going on with other people too, being observant. It should be apparent there's a lot turning under the surface for folk. Like, a lot. And we don't have the luxury, I mean, I guess some people do, have the luxury of not paying attention to what's going on for any reason. It behooves us all at different points to give a shit about what's happening, at least about something. I know there's a lot of people that consider themselves the sort of people who do not um, care what everybody else is doing, even if you're one of those sort of people. You still have to interact with people. So I'm sure that you've noticed tons of things. We're going to see who has a problem or who has had a problem with boundaries. That's a really big theme that keeps coming up. Who has a problem with restrictions? What does that look like? You know, how is that manifesting in the lives of the people that you know? Whew. So I also pulled a card from the Muse Tarot deck. Beautiful deck, I love it. The cards are small. They're really helpful. But um, basically, I pulled the two of materials and what comes up with the two of materials, exciting new beginnings, okay, the key words, the future, manifesting abundance, the potential for massive prosperity, security, and wealth. This is the cusp of evolution and we got transformation as the card before that, and also the part before that, my emotional set points can be changed. You can change. You can transform your emotional set points. You do not need to be beholden to a certain way. You do not need to be stuck. Changing your emotional set points will bring transformation that occurs on a very deep and profound cellular level so that you are then able to manifest abundance. That's the message that's here. 
there's a there's a little um little um freezing in here on the two of materials card which has a woman just kind of she's standing on a diamond in the middle of a rose or a flower and then her head's back she has one leg raised and she's comfortably holding on to flowers she's got it oh you're gonna be having to balance responsibility though I just realized I read that wrong. <laughs> I read the wrong description. Oh my God, guys, I'm sorry. This is a new deck to me, but it's so beautiful. The two of materials says juggling responsibilities, finding balance. Oh, the sleeper season. Does that not fit? Centering, grounding tasks, too many to-dos, multiple priorities, financial decisions, managing resources, staying afloat, feeling overwhelmed, change and flexibility, juggling multiple roses. Now, remember, we put work into something. We've given energy, time, consideration, whatever you want to call it, to something. All of those things, whatever they were individually for us, all of the different energies that we were having to deal with from other people, you know, we had to deal with those internally. So there was a juggling going on internally, but in the external world now, especially with Saturn and Jupiter going forward and no longer being retrograde, what were you concentrating on? That's about to be in your material world for you to handle. Be responsible. We all should take responsibility for our shit. When people tell you what you focus on grows, whether you actually consciously are aware of that all the time or if you pay scant attention to it, it's still in operation. It's still happening. So even if you weren't thinking to yourself, oh my goodness, watch, be mindful of my thoughts and what I'm giving my attention to because what I'm going to get back. Even if that wasn't even a blip on your radar, it was still at work. You paid for an experience during those retrogrades. Now it's time for them to deliver. What are you going to be juggling? And how can you successfully do that? How can you successfully handle what you've put into motion? Now again, that exercising patience portions comes to play again. You got to be kind to yourself, but you also got to be ready to handle work. Saturn is the ruler of karma. What we put out, we get back. Karma doesn't have to be this terrifying, terrifying excuse me, thing that people run from. It is simply the return of what you put out. It is simply the return of what you put out. Can you stand up and take your karma like a boat? You put it in emotion, you're receiving back your initial energy. What are you going to do with it? The balancing of that manifestation and materialization of what you paid for, what you gave your attention to. That's why it's called paying attention. Paying denotes an exchange. So you gave your energy to something in, in 
turn to get what? A lot going on right now, y'all. We're going to talk specifically about other transits at another time. I just wanted to pop in. Felt compelled to do so. So, hope everyone has had a peaceful, positive, and definitely productive moon day. I love you all. I can't wait for y'all to see the videos and stuff we have coming. I'm so excited. Keep your heads up. Be patient. Be kind to yourself. Think about the fact that others are being triggered as well, internally, and that sometimes things are just going to just kind of explode. You're not serving it well by giving it more of your energy, especially if you're adding to the explosion. Slow down. Get ready for this Mercury retrograde in Scorpio, y'all, because I'm telling you right now, the stuff that's coming up from now until it retrogrades is what's going to be retrograded over. How can you make all that count for the best? Thank you for listening to Spiritual Gangsta Certified. Again, this has been your host, Ellie Vish. I'm out.